0: You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 464, The Great Karate Kid Yada yada Yadaing of 2017, part two. Welcome to episode 464 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am last kid goes to school, lad. Aww, littlest is going. Littlest starts uh, junior kindergarten on. Uh, I, well, I guess technically it's not until Thursday this week. They're doing kind of a staggered, a staggered entry for uh, for the for the kids, and it's sort of a uh, because it's it's a whole thing with. Uh, um full with the full day kindergarten idea and so so she uh doesn't start until until thursday but the preparation starts long before that (laughs) and so she's excited to be going to school with her sister and um and well if anyone hassles uh, uh her older sister the little one she'll take care of it
1: what's the age difference between the two of them
0: yeah, it's it's three and a half years. So um, Ella's just going into third grade, and Sarah will be starting junior kindergarten. So uh, um, enough that'll make a difference in a few years, probably. But but right now, eh, right right now, not quite as much. But <laughs> we shall see. <laughs>
1: and it, it's also a neat thing that you can go to the same school as your uh, with your siblings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and so you know she'll have uh, about three years. They'll be in that school for about three years, and then I think that they're just split enough that it'll it won't be until Ella's last year of high school that they are in the same school again, Uh, because it just the school system around here, uh, well, at least in in this uh, region. they uh, actually after sixth grade, they go to a middle school and then and then right. into, into high school for ninth grade. So. Uh, so, yeah, with, with that, with that age difference. Uh, so they've got the the three years now and then they won't be in school again until Ella's uh, senior year of high school. Got it. So so they're going to enjoy it for now. And uh, and they and they really do like they're they're very excited to be able to walk to school together the whole bit. So it's awesome. Yeah, they'll get o-
1: they'll get over it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they will. <laughs> Over to you, sir.
1: All right. Well, uh, replacing uh, or taking Darren Noel's spot for the evening. I am Michael Grabois, and today I am Funky Billy Chin, or maybe <laughs> little Sammy Chong. Uh, here comes the big boss. Let's get it on. Uh, we took a bow and made a stand, started swinging with the hand sudden motion made me skip and now we're into a brand new trip and that's me
0: <laughs> excellent well doesn't if, if that doesn't prepare us for um uh for for the next few issues of karate kid i don't know what does and uh yeah
1: <laughs> well i will try and get us through it with a minimum of uh of brain bleeding and, um, uh, any new news that we need to
0: cover? Doesn't appear to be. Um, let's see. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, right. I think we're good. I think we're good. I think the, the way has been cleared so that it can be all karate kid all the time. Well, and Commandy, of course, um, all, all
1: karate kid all the time for one more episode And then he goes back to being a supporting character.
0: Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's do this.
1: For those of you who missed last week, uh, we covered Karate Kids issues uh, one through ten. And basically in those stories, uh, everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kicks were fast as lightning. <laughs> uh, in fact, it was a little bit fi- frightening, but they fought with expert timing.
0: <laughs> Exa- yes, pretty much.
1: Pretty much. So we left off um, issue 10, where Karate Kid goes to the future. And, and that's when Princess Projectra finds out that the reason that Karate Kid went back to the 20th century in the first place was so that he could prove himself in the eyes of her father, King Voxov of Orando. And so we left the last issue where he tells her he's in love with her and not with Iris Jacobs, the woman that he met in the 20th century. Yeah. So we are now into issue 11 which uh, is the November-December 1977 issue on sale in August of 77. Um, a new writer, fill-in writer, Jack C. Harris, with additional material by Barry Jameson. And the art is by Rick Estrada, all by himself, pencils and inks. Mm. So following the, following the events of last issue uh karate kid returns to new york but there are prehistoric cavemen in the street and it's not the new york that he remembers oh dear he runs down the street he runs past the warner communications building (laughs) which was the parent company of dc comics at the time uh and he runs Uh, smack into a wall that's painted to look like new york city and was that that was
0: that was fairly newly so was it not
1: i believe so yeah yeah and so he ran into a wall just like Wiley e. Coyote does when he's chasing Roadrunner. <laughs> uh we see in the shadows a mysterious person starts an earthquake and Val finds out that there's machinery beneath the streets, but he also finds that the caveman destroyed his time bubble, which is gonna make getting back to his own time a little problematic.
0: Yes indeed.
1: With the help of a caveman, he's named Ugly, which I think is kind of racist. Yeah,
0: that's that's not it, right?
1: It's the 70s, and we'll let it go. (laughs) Uh, He battles a fire and finds a giant cable that goes through the wall. He breaks through the wall there and finds himself in a prehistoric swamp. They avoid car crashes, and then Val realizes... That those are a series of major disasters. Oh! So I wonder who he could be fighting against secretly. I think I know. Who?
0: I no, I I don't know. I think it's a guy oh. from uh, from uh, Justice League Antarctica. Yes, except he's
1: not there yet.
0: <laughs> so very he true. realizes
1: he realizes that he must be in major disasters testing grounds, which is where Major Disaster escaped to after their fight in issue number two
0: that's right yes
1: which was nine issues ago or 18 months because i'm sure everybody remembers that
0: well and and, you know it's funny you say that like there was an expectation of that at the time you know now they wouldn't dream of that like if you know if if someone's showing up in an arc then they've been reintroduced at the beginning of that of that six issue arc the, this, right. I, this idea of, of just remembering stuff from, uh, from a couple of years ago or, or as we would see with, uh, with, with Levitz in, in The Legion where he would lay the seeds for a, for a plot line and then come back to it a year later. You know, that, that's just unheard of now. Right. But it was kind of standard operating procedure back then.
1: So um, because he is Karate Kid, he realizes that the control center must be in the World Trade Center
0: uh. because
1: because, because story reasons. Yes. And <laughs> so he climbs up the side of the building to find Major Disaster on top, who's getting ready to fly away in a time ship. I'm pretty sure they used that because uh, the King Kong movie had come out a year before.
0: That's right, the one with Jessica Lang.
1: And they figured that, hey, a year ago is still a topical reference.
0: Well, and and this whole series is all about something that was a topical reference a year before.
1: No, it was more like five years before. Well,
0: by this point, yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So he he punches and kicks handholds and footholds into the side of the building and climbs up to the top. He finds major disaster on top getting ready to fly away. But Ugly had followed him climbing up, and he sees or figures out that Karate Kid is trying to go after Major Disaster. He picks, picks Val up and throws him high enough that he gets into the ship with Major Disaster before the city self-destructs. And what is kind of left unsaid in here is that all the cavemen are killed, Yeah. including Ugly. Because apparently it doesn't count if you're killing cavemen.
0: Again, culturally insensitive. I I, I believe there's a clang-a-lang-a-lang going on here for the cavemen.
1: There should be, yes. So he gets back to the 20th century, the real one this time. The cops take Major Disaster away, and Val goes to his apartment to see Iris. Uh, She says she's got some things to settle with him and that she's missed him he replies that he missed her too and it's great to have a friend like her.
0: Oh,
1: and yeah. that's not what you want to hear.
0: No, no. Uh-huh.
1: So, like a guy, he's totally clueless, has no idea what it was that she wanted to settle, and she says, don't worry, it's already been settled and she walks away crying. Yeah. Uh, continuity, continuity wise, um, this was published the same month as Superboy in the Legion 233. Uh, the letters page says that Paul Levitz will actually retake over-scripting duties on the Karate Kid title, starting with next issue. But, spoiler alert, no, he doesn't.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, so we mentioned on the last episode the uh, Karate Kid controversy. And in the issue 13 letters page... They says that it was decided that the Karate Kid book should be given a new look, a new direction, and a new creative team to make the magazine appeal to a wider audience. And so we see this issue close out the Barry Jameson era. Starting with issue 12, we have a new writer and a new art team. Mm. And so that's what the additional material by Barry Jameson was. They kind of finished up. Um, any of the plot threads from the previous issue and then it's going to be up to the new team to take it wherever it needs to in the time they've got left. So issue 12 is January, February 1978 on sale October 77 and this is a new creative team of Bob Rosakis, Juan Ortiz, and Bob McLeod. They get a new logo that is now a superhero looking logo and less of a Asian font looking logo. Yeah. And it's a new direction where it becomes basically another superhero comic. Yeah. Picking up uh, seconds after the last issue. and
0: and, and in fact, they call yep. that out right on the right at the top of the cover, all new superhero action.
1: Because it had been years since the Kung Fu fad ended. Yeah. And, hey, I guess we better do something if we want to save the book.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So uh, picking up from where the last issue left off, uh, Iris is walking away crying. Suddenly, Val gets zapped by a strange ray. Uh, She turns around to see if he said something, and he's gone.
0: Mm.
1: She she thinks to herself that if he's going to see her as something more than a friend... She'll have to prove that she's better for him than Princess Projectra, and goes off to a Star Labs testing center, like you do.
0: Yeah, nothing. What what could possibly go wrong?
1: Exactly. They've yeah. never had anything go wrong in these testing centers before.
0: <laughs> no, of course not. Oh my. So at
1: the at the other end of the zap ray, uh, Karate Kid finds himself back in Smallville, back in time but he's in the middle of another earthquake. So he thinks, is this another of major disaster's testing grounds? But all of a sudden, no, it's Superboy himself. And from what he sees, Val thinks that Superboy has gone berserk. Superboy doesn't recognize Karate Kid, so obviously something is wrong. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He uses some interplanetary fighting techniques to escape from Superboy. And wasn't Superboy part of Karate Kid's initiation test way back in Adventure Comics. Yep. Uh, So meanwhile, in the present, um, Iris has been accepted into whatever program it is that she's applying for. She says she needs a challenge. And meanwhile, in the past, Karate Kid is holding his own against Superboy, yada, yada. They fight for three pages and then Karate Kid finds that the warehouse is just a mock-up, and so he thinks that Superboy must be fake too. Yeah. So then, then we cut to a scene inside a control room. It's major disaster again, but somebody else is running the show this time. Oh dear. Uh, Superboy says he's the real thing, but this Smallville is fake. He helped set it up to help scientists study the effects of earthquakes on a small town because apparently earthquakes happen in small towns often enough that we need scientific studies or something. Uh, Val says, okay, and believes the story, but then he puts Superboy in a headlock as this can't be the real boy of steel since they know each other from the Legion. But then all of a sudden we see a bunch of other Legionnaires Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, Colossal Boy Sun Boy, Chameleon Boy and Lightning Lad all wearing their Silver Age costumes
0: Yes. which is
1: kind of strange because they haven't worn those in a while
0: indeed Mm -mm
1: -mm. and that's the end of issue 12 this was published the same month as Superboy and Legion 235 which is the infamous uh, this is why we look so young story
0: oh yes that's right oh god yeah Oops. (laughs)
1: Yep. All right. Uh, Issue 13 picks up seconds after issue 12, which you remember picked up seconds after issue 11. So issue 13, um, it is the team of Rosakis, Ortiz, and the Cloud again. It's the March-April 1978 issue on sale (coughs) December 1977. Uh, Superboy and the Legionnaires don't recognize Karate Kid, so he thinks they must be fakes created by major disaster. Yada, yada, they fight for four pages until until Cosmic Boy magnetizes him and encases him in iron because you can magnetize a person. (sighs) Uh, Saturn Girl mind-probes him and discovers that, well, he's not a Legionnaire now, now being her time, but he will be a Legionnaire in their future. <coughs> so they let him go. Okay, so while the heroes discuss how they all got here, we find that Major Disaster has teamed up with the Lord of Time. has uh, yes.
0: Hasn't
1: now, he hasn't appeared in forever, no pun intended. Huh. Uh, but we'll get to that in the continuity notes at the end of the issue. Uh, Superboy hears distress calls because he's listening to all frequencies all the time of major disasters happening in Smallville, Metropolis, and Midvale. So Karate Kid teams up with Saturn Girl to go after major disaster while the others help in all the other cities. Uh, Yada, yada, three pages of heroes helping citizens and stopping the disaster. Yeah. And, you know, when you yada yada seven pages out of the book, that makes it go a lot faster.
0: It does. It goes by fairly quickly.
1: So, meanwhile, in 1977, uh, Iris is at Star Labs, and she's getting injections as part of a program called Adaptability to the Future. They're putting a special hydrocarbon serum into her blood, quote, to see if we can adapt to the human body to the increasing amounts of pollution in the atmosphere,
0: unquote. Oh, oh dear.
1: Nothing could possibly go wrong with that. No, no. So then she goes home, and she goes to sleep telling herself that she's doing this to prove that she's as strong-willed and brave as that princess he loves in the future. But while she sleeps, an energy beam zaps her radically changing the effects of the injection. But we're not going to see that just yet. No. Meanwhile, in the past, can you meanwhile between different time periods? Well, that's
0: the thing, yeah. Yeah, I guess earlier.
1: <laughs> so, meanwhile, in the past, uh, Saturn Girl and Karate Kid find a Lord of Time and major disaster and wreck the machinery, but the two bad guys activate a failsafe, which sends the Legionnaires back to their time with no memory of this meeting, it sends Karate Kid back to 1977 and it teleports themselves out.
0: Huh.
1: Uh, Val arri- arrives back in New York only to see Iris as a diamond-like creature going berserk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this was published the same month as Superboy and Allegiant 237. Um, so somewhere in there uh karate kid must have taken the time to go back to the 30th century to attend the wedding of lightning lad and saturn girl um even though um issues 11 through 15 and the Commandy issues are all continuous yeah and so maybe he slips out between panels or something <clears throat> he,
0: he would have to yeah exactly yeah, uh, that, that is that is where you run into issues with this whole sort of what, what happened on the last page of last issue is where we pick up.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. So the Lord of Time was last seen in Justice League number 50 back in the Silver Age. Wow. Um, I don't know why they decided to use him with this one, but sure, why not? Yeah. Um, it is said, and I don't know exactly why, but the Legionnaires come... Uh, from after they meet the Bizarro Legion at Adventure 329. So that's where this fits into continuity. Oh, okay. But but I don't know why they decided that it's Adventure 329 that it comes after. Uh, Maybe one of our listeners can figure out the clues.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: In the letters page, they say they have discussed the possibility of a Karate Kid man-bat team-up, either <laughs> either in this book or Detective Comics. And uh, maybe Travis Ellesor can add that to his list of commissions. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: And in the uh, last issue of Earth War that you guys covered, yeah, uh, Karate Kid mentioned that he had just fought Superboy to a standstill not too long ago in his own time. This is what he was referring
0: to. Ah, yes, yes, that's right.
1: And it was uh, Superboy 245, uh, the last part of Earth War. So, issue 14, May, June 1978, on sale in February. And that is kind of significant in that issue 13 was on sale in December. Issue 14 was on sale in February. And December 77, January 78 was that great snowstorm in the Northeast Right. that really wrecked distribution for D.C. so badly that they had to implode their line. And so uh, we've only got, we don't know this at the time, but there are only a couple issues left, and Karate Kid is... On the chopping block because of that snowstorm.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: So issue 14, and we'll talk about this in in uh, in number issue 15 when we get there. Yeah. Issue 14 has uh, a new inker, Bruce Patterson. Ah, one would, of his early
0: jobs. Yeah, who would later, of course, uh, ink uh, Pat Broderick on Legion and the first couple of Keith Giffen issues.
1: Exactly. It, what goes around comes around.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, issue 14, uh, Robin, as in Batman and, is (laughs) passing through New York on his way to Gotham, and he hangs out to stop and fight Diamond Death, who remember is formerly Iris Jacobs. But we never actually hear anybody give her name Diamond Death, so apparently Robin is the one who coins the name. Because. Iris can't speak in her diamond form. Oh, yes. Karate Kid doesn't want him to harm Iris, so yada yada, they fight for a page until Val tells him what's going on. Oh, and by the way, if you missed last episode, the uh, drinking game for this episode is take a drink whenever I yada yada. Yes. So they fight, and then they team up to fight some looters because uh, who are taking advantage of Diamond Death's rampage. Uh, some guy shows up, turns out it's the guy who was in charge of the Star Labs experiment, explains that Iris had been going under treatments there, but she's the only one of the volunteers who had this happen to her. And, you know, you undergo treatments at Star Labs, you got to account for something going wrong yeah. due to supervillain's intervention.
0: Yeah, there is going to be a lab accident or something is going to go horribly wrong
1: and i mean you'd think that they would have insurance on this or something
0: ah. at least you know an interesting idea for the certainly for the uh um what's it for the for the um uh, the dc universe of 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 the time that'd be something they would address sort of later on that sounds like something that, that Giffen and uh, and, and dematis would uh would later uh take on
1: but you know if only there was a comic or maybe even a TV show about uh, a superhero insurance firm <laughs> that, uh, that that covers
0: um, <laughs> private citizens and yes.
1: covers industries in the wake of supervillain attacks. But I don't know, maybe I'm just uh, spitballing here. Nothing will ever come of that
0: one. Yeah, crazy, crazy talk.
1: So, yeah, crazy talk. So, meanwhile, uh, the Lord of Time explains the major disaster that he's the one who messed with Iris because Karate Kid is the key that will unlock a kingdom which will make him truly lord of all time. But don't you don't have to pay any attention to that because that never comes in again. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile, down on the docks, some bad guys have taken Iris and want to use her to help them rob stuff. Val and Robin find them, and yada, yada, three pages later, the bad guys are down. Iris appears to recognize Val, but he thinks it's with hatred in her eyes. And three more yada, yada, fight pages later, he and Robin strike at two opposite stress points on her body to immobilize her without shattering her. And I think this is the first time in forever that they have actually used... Uh, his knowledge of somehow being able to tell stress points, yes, and figuring out where the best place to strike something is to minimize or maximize damage. Yeah. Uh, so he Val tells Robin that um, he wasn't supposed to return to the 30th century without King Voxov's approval, even though you know we've already seen him four times do that. But saving Iris is too important, and he wants to take her to the 30th century. Uh, The Lord of Time is watching through his magic screen, and he's happy that his plan is working. So continuity-wise, this is published the same month as Superboy and Legion 239, which was the murder most foul. Yes. Uh, Val says that King Voxov said he couldn't return to the 30th century without approval but he's been at least four times since the start of the series, not counting Rescuing Orando. Or and like I said, don't worry about how Karate Kid is the key to unlock a kingdom, yada, yada, because we don't.
0: <laughs> Never mind. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. So at this point, we're getting ready for issue 15, but issue 15 is going to be the last issue of Karate Kid because it's been canceled in the DC implosion. Um, they did have time to wrap up the series, though. It's kind of, sort of. And so issue 15, um, Ben crosses over into issue 58 of Commandy. But in order to understand just what the heck is going on in Commandee, uh I have to briefly digress into Commandy continuity yeah. to set up the crossover. So... Big picture, uh, the world was was run by giant corporations, as we saw in the original Jack Kirby OMAC series. Issue fifty of Commandy established that Buddy Blank, A.K.A. OMAC, was Commandy's grandfather. Oh, that's sometime, right. Yes. Sometime in the not too distant past, the great disaster happened, and yada yada, animals got intelligent and changed into humanoid forms where they could walk upright and think and talk. While humans, on the other hand, got stupid and pretty much can't talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much, yeah.
1: Pretty much. Uh, Commandy's friends at this point include a human mutant named Ben Boxer, a dog named Dr. Canis, who's been with Commandy since the beginning of the series, a human woman named Spirit, two dog detectives named Bloodstalker and Doyle, <laughs> who talk with British accents, and an alien named Pyra, who has a living spaceship. In issue 57, Commandy and friends are looking for the power source of the great disaster, uh, and they end up in Australia. Commandy is kidnapped by some surfing lobsters because he's a human and he can talk. They think he's a god. And they take him to a drive-in movie theater on the island of God Watchers where they put him into a pod that goes into a machine that, through virtual reality, puts him into the movies. And the lobsters are at a drive-in movie theater watching Commandy in a movie. Because you thought that, that the Karate Kid series was weird. yeah. So, Karate Kid 15, the final issue, uh, July-August 1978, on sale in April. Bob Rosakis and Jack C. Harris on the writing duties, uh, with uh, Ortiz as the artist. So, picking up from issue 14, after leaving Robin, Karate Kid and Diamond Death reach the 30th century in a time bubble that the Legion conveniently sent to him, so that he could come back. It's like an uber time bubble or something. (laughs)
0: There you have it, yes.
1: Uh, But it's not the Legion's 30th century. It's Commandy's timeline. Uh, Val thinks that this is yet another of Major Disaster's testing grounds because of all the weird stuff he sees going on. Yeah. Uh, But the Lord of Time explains to Major Disaster that it's only an alternate future. (laughs) Um, That's all. Yeah, just, you know, an alternate future. Uh, Val meets Canis and Bloodstalker and he beats him up. But then Pyra zaps him and ends the fight. So here's another one where Karate Kid gets knocked out.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Val's all, this place is whack, I'm going back home. But the time bubble doesn't work due to something the Lord of Time did because he's the Lord of Time and he can do things to time bubbles, I guess. Uh, So just then, the lobsters, the lobsters surf in on a giant wave, and the wave crushes the time bubble because oh. the time bubble can they, it can withstand the forces of time travel, but it can't withstand a twenty foot wave.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh but my. the lobsters,
1: the lobsters hear Val talk, and they think he's a god too because he's smart, and so they want to take him to the island of the God Watchers. As well. Uh, he tries but fails to defeat them. And let me repeat that Karate Kid tries but fails to defeat a bunch of lobster people. And they knock him out. Uh, this is the second time in the issue. Yes. That he's knocked out. Uh, meanwhile, Pyra, the alien, successfully turns Diamondeth back into Iris Jacobs. But when she becomes Iris, she sees a red alien and two dogs, and she understandably freaks out. So Pyra has to return her to that form so she won't freak out. (laughs) Uh, Canis and Bloodstalker hitch a ride on the lobster surfboards. Uh, They're taking Val to the movie theater, where he's put into the capsule next to Commandy. And together they star in the Bruce Lee film, Enter the Dragon.
0: Yes, yes.
1: To be continued in the next issue of Commandy. So Continuity, this was published the same month as Superboy and the Legion 241, which was, is that the prologue or prelude to Earth War? Or was that part one?
0: Um, wait, which issue, sorry? I think
1: 241.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was pre- uh, prelude.
1: Okay. So uh, the letters page explains that the book is being canceled as of this issue. Uh, Quote, there are some big changes coming from D.C. in a couple of months, and to make way, the books at the bottom of the list had to be cut. However, sales reports on our New Direction issues are not yet in, so there's still a chance we could be back again in the future. Meanwhile, our current saga winds up in Commandy 58, and then watch for our hero back where it all began in Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. There we go. And coming this summer is the DC Explosion.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> so Commandy 58 uh, picks up where, 50, where Karate Kid left off. So this is the August.
0: Just going to back up right? to that 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 yeah. that ad about the DC explosion in the last in in issue at the end of issue fifteen. Uh, just the uh, so Kid Flash. Kid Flash was going to get his own feature, and uh, alas, alas, not.
1: Would that? I guess that would have been in the Flash book, right?
0: I'm not sure. I, I thought they were. I thought they were looking at. I thought a lot of the explosion stuff was oh. that they were going to be bringing out new books. But, um, but I guess not.
1: Well, wasn't the yeah? But wasn't it also they were expanding the the page count?
0: That was later. That no, that was later. Uh, that was um,
1: no. That's the same time because that's some of those issues were in the canceled comic cavalcade.
0: Yeah, but the you're talking about like when they started doing the eight page backups, and that was 1981. Uh, okay.
1: Like, well then, like when they when they, they had
0: like-, like whatever happened to in the back of DC Comics okay. Presents, and um, in Superboy they had uh, they alternated between Crypto, Super Baby, and the Secret Life of Clark Kent. And ah, uh, that's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So, I got it. now. so that was a few years later. Um, right. you know, but I, 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 like I vividly remember the house ads for the d c explosion where you had like the Ray was supposed to be getting his own book, and uh, uh, just tons yeah, tons of stuff. and uh, of course, uh, not not so much. Right. yeah.
1: Um, so command e fifty eight on sale august September or the, the august september nineteen seventy eight issue. On sale in May of 78 by uh, Harris and Rosakis, um, Dick Ayers, and Danny Bulinati.
0: Yeah, and it's a a Jim Sherman cover.
1: And this is, um, uh, turns out to, no, it's not the last issue, never mind. Uh, So Commandy is canceled with issue 59, but issue 59 ends on a cliffhanger because they didn't get the time to wrap up the series like Karate Kid did. Right. So in F- Commandy number 58, Commandy and Karate Kid find themselves uh, in a movie, and each thinks the other is not real, until Val mentions Canis and Bloodstalker, which convinces Commandy that he's real. Mm-hmm. The two figure out they're trapped in a movie, and while Canis and Bloodstalker defeat the lobsters and break into the projection room to try and rescue Commandy and Karate Kid. Now, let me repeat that. Two talking dogs, (laughs) and Bloodstalker, were able to defeat the lobsters that Karate Kid was not able to.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, the lobster audience who's watching this movie, they're upset that Karate Kid and Commandi aren't playing along, and they riot and they break down the doors to get inside the projection room, and they take out Commandi and Karate Kid, and then they blow up the projection house. Uh, Pyra, who's flying around in her living spaceship, sees the flames, and they go and rescue Commandi and Val.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She tells Val that he and Iris are displaced from their time stream and they have to get home before too long or they might not ever be able to. Because that's how time travel and alternate universes work Uh in the DC universe.
0: Yeah, yeah. In other words, wibbly and wobbly.
1: And and some timey-wimey stuff too.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Uh, Pyra can use the Vortex, which is the source of power for the Great Disaster but because it's so far away from her right now that she only has enough energy to either turn Diamondeth back to Iris one more time or to send them home, but not both. And so I guess she blew her shot at turning Diamondeth back into Lilith and then back into Diamond again, last issue. Goodness. Uh, yeah. Also, somehow... Um the time bubble is magically repaired.
0: <laughs>
1: when it when it got crushed by the by the wave. By the last wave blasted.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So uh Karate Kid says that he'll take Iris back home to his thirtieth century and see if someone there can help. Uh meanwhile, the Lord of Time is bummed because Pyra can tap into the vortex because he can't, and it's a time travel thing we wouldn't understand. And if she sends Karate Kid home that way, then he will elude the Lord of Time for all time, even though he can travel in time. And remember the whole keys to the kingdom thing? Yes, yes. Well, so that's how it's wrapped up. (laughs) Uh, Val tells Commandy it was an honor meeting him and that he'd make a great legionnaire. Commandy replies that it was great to meet another intelligent human. Um, so it's a good thing that he did not meet Ultra Boy.
0: <laughs> Goodness.
1: Uh Dr. Canis muses that in Karate Kids' reality, Commandy might already be a legionnaire. What?
0: And so that's
1: where that's where Commandy fifty eight ends. Uh, this is published the same month as Superboy in the Legion 242. And in this issue is a house ad for the DC Explosion. Yes. Fe- featuring Cinnamon by Roger McKenzie and Jack Abel in Weird Western Tales, uh, Shazam by uh, Nelson Bridwell, Don Newton, and Kirk Schaffenberger, already in World's Finest and Len Wein and Dick Giordano doing The Human Target in Brave and Bold.
0: Now, I know uh, the, the Shazam series did happen because that ended up getting wrapped up in the Adventure Comics Digest uh, after World's Finest was cancelled. Right. Wait, yeah. I think that was around... Or or at least it, it got pulled out of World's Finest and got it, finished off in... It got pulled in, somewhere, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, Omac by Jim Starlin returns as the commandy backup starting next issue
0: 59
1: ah. uh the lord of time next appears in justice league 159 which i think was the uh jla jsa time traveling heroes crossover if i'm not mistaken i may be mistaken i'll let you look it up while oh, sorry, I. sorry
0: jla 159
1: 159
0: all right all right Justice League of America. Excuse me. Goodness. All right. Um, I'm allergic to uh, to slow Google searches. Um,
1: yep. It was, uh, it's Jonah Hex, the Viking Prince, Miss America.
0: That's right. Yes.
1: Black Pirate and Enemy Ace. That's the next time the Lord of Time appears. Wow. Yeah,
0: thank you. Um,
1: Uh, Major Disaster next appears in Superman 341, and to the best of my knowledge, neither of them mentioned teaming up with each other or their fight with Karate Kid ever again. So (laughs) uh, So like I said, this is published the same month as Legion 242. Karate Kid arrives back in the 30th century with Diamond Death at the last bit of Superboy and Legion 244, just in time to help out with Earth War, and that's where we picked it up a couple uh, episodes back. Oh, lost your audio. Nope, a couple episodes back.
0: There we go. Okay.
1: Okay, but wait, there's actually more. Uh, Because as I mentioned, um, Commanding number 59 was the last issue of that series. It was... It ended on a cliffhanger, and at the end of issue 59, they open up the western wall, don't worry about what it is, and a voice speaks to Commandy. Uh, issue 60 never came out, but what would have been issue 60 was published in the legendary Cancelled comic Cavalcade number two. The OMAC backup story uh, was relocated later to the warlord
0: okay that's right yeah because and that was that was later when they were doing the um, the a pagers so it was, it was right so some of this stuff sat around for a couple of years and I've all I've often wondered that because I um, in Flash, you had... Okay, so you had Firestorm there, which would eventually move off into the Fury of Firestorm book. Um, but you also had a doc, the Dr. Fate backup that, that Giffen was drawing. And it was while Giffen was still working on Legion. And I was thinking, there is no way... I know he's you know he would later be very prolific, but not the way he was drawing at the time. <laughs> and I think there were a lot, of, a lot of these things that had been in the can for a little while.
1: Yeah, and that's... Um, for those who don't know... Uh, after the DC implosion, uh, DC had a lot of stuff left over that had been um, penciled and inked and written and basically ready to go, but they couldn't be published because they didn't have a book to be published in. So they somebody went to the photocopy machine, and they made 35 copies of a whole bunch of stories that were all ready to go, and they bound it up. Yep and they called it Canceled Comet Cavalcade Issues 1 and 2, which was a play on a Golden Age book called Comet Cavalcade.
0: Yeah, and, and so, so we ended up with the, the stories in, in black and white in that because they really just kind of did it as an internal thing. and
1: uh, Right. It, it was literally photocopied. Yeah, it um, sent one copy to Bob Overstreet, to show that yes this thing really does exist and could be listed in the Overstreet price guide. Yeah. But bootleg copies have been circulating for years because if it's a photocopy, then you can make a photocopy of a photocopy. And I have a I have a version that I think is about five generations photocopied. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, some- it, it, it was one of those things, because a, a couple of years ago, they started doing a lot of hardcover editions of a lot of those sort of late 70s series, like the like the, uh, the first run of Firestorm. Um, and the, the last issue of that was one, was one of the Cancel Comic cal- Cavalcade books. Um, and
1: see- Secret Society of supervillains. Exactly.
0: Exactly. What I was just going to mention because I've got that one sitting right next to me on the on the shelf here, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was a, that was the thing that we saw the, the, that we saw a couple of years ago with some of these coming back.
1: So they have not yet uh, published the issues um, of Commandy. Um, I believe that they are reprinting the series, but only the Kirby issues. And if they ever finish up after the Kirby issues, then they can put uh, issue sixty and sixty-one into the um, into that volume.
0: Yeah, I wonder about so that. that. I, I didn't p- I didn't pick up the third volume of the uh, omnibus. I, I, I say that I, I I assume it came out. Um, I just bought those first two volumes with the Kirby stuff, and my my thing was I wasn't much interested in a Commandee that wasn't Kirby. But but actually reading these, it's kind of fun in in a really goofy way.
1: In a really goofy and mind blowing way, when you think about talking dogs and aliens and oh, and uh, there are kangaroos in issue sixty and yeah, lots of weird stuff going
0: on. Oh, for sure, for sure.
1: So. To get back to issue sixty, um, the uh, at the end of fifty nine, vo- uh, a voice speaks to Commandy. What would have been issue sixty was in canceled comic Cavalcade number two. Right. The, vo- the voice says to Commandy, among other things, and this is a quote here: "Know that there are many other Earths, each created differently, depending on the twists and turns of certain times." Ooh. On your Earth, in your reality, a great disaster occurred, changing your world for all time. Behold, glimpse the world that exists in a reality in which the great disaster never happened. Unquote. And this page where all this uh, dialogue uh, shows a string of infinite Earths, and we see the Legion Clubhouse there taking up half the page. Yeah. Commandy looks at it and says, "That must be Karate Kid's Earth." Oh, wow. Uh, then the voice shows Commandy alternate Earths, like the flashes of Earths one and two, and Johnny Quick of Earth three, and what are probably supposed to be alternate Commandys in other times and places. Wow. The voice, tell, the voice tells Commandy that he can go anywhere at any time, but he if he leaves this time. His time will all disappear. He chooses to return to his friends, but suddenly Brute and Glob capture Commandy and bring him into the dream stream. (sighs) Uh, Brute and Glob were the sidekicks of Jack Kirby's Sandman, and Brute and Glob think that Commandy is their friend Jed. Oh, wow. And And so issue 61 in Cancel Comic Cavalcade establishes that Commandy and Jed are the same person in alternate timelines. And something that we don't find out until 1987 is that Commandy is also somebody else in post crisis continuity. You remember who?
0: Was, um, Was it Tommy Tomorrow?
1: It was Tommy Tomorrow. Yeah,
0: that was in Twilight.
1: Uh, no, this was, um, uh, this was at the end of Crisis. They (sighs) said that Commandy that's
0: right, yes, in the uh, history of the DC Universe,
1: history of DC Universe. Commandy is rescued and uh, he becomes Tommy tomorrow, but we can also hand wave away that Tommy tomorrow is in the 22nd century, not the 30th, and yada yada yada, yeah, yeah, um. (laughs) So, that, uh, that Sandman um, uh, Karate or Sandman Commandy connection uh, basically, they wanted to put two of uh, Kirby's creations together, even though Kirby was no longer associated with both of them. Yeah. So, uh, overall continu- continuity notes for the series um, last episode, we saw that issues five to 10 make up one continuous story. Issues 11 through 15 plus commandy 58 are another story. And over the course of the publishing history of the Karate Kid series, two years pass in our world while only seconds pass between issues. Yeah. Uh, Super- Karate Kid left the 30th century when Superboy 215 came out. That was Tyrock. Such a And he returned for good in issue 244. Hmm. So I don't really have a good feeling for how to reconcile his appearances in his book and in the Legion book. And I'm just going to assume that, well, since he appeared, then there must be a way for it to happen somehow.
0: I think it's one of those things where this is one of those instances of continuity where if you tug at the threads too much, the whole sweater falls apart. And, yes. and, uh, and, 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 you know, this is, um, this to me is, 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 is a prime reason, and this might explain something, um, but, you know, uh, Keith Giffen's, uh, proposition that, that, uh, uh, continuity shouldn't be valued as much as consistency and the idea that you 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 know the you write the characters the same way you know because this otherwise if you're trying to account for where they are in every panel in every frame and uh, and reconciling this series against that series that way lies madness and uh, and so easier to ju- to to just you know ignore that and that's and you know just show me that this character can kick butt but I think that the, what this means is that he was you know trying to figure out where how Karate Kid got back to help out and he couldn't figure it out so he's like that's it I'm killing that son of a bitch uh, I
1: that's as good a reason as any <laughs> why not <laughs> so so we uh, at the end of our series and Commandy, Karate Kid has taken Diamond Dip back to the 30th century he conveniently ends up right at the tail end of Earth War and we will pick up uh, the remaining loose ends next week. Yeah. In Superboy Two Forty
0: Six. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's... But wait. Oh, but. But wait. There's more. But
1: wait, there's more. We have one more bonus issue to cover. If you thought that we had tied up all the loose ends, well, then think again. <laughs> because uh, five years later. Um. Karate Kid appears again in the 20th century, except this time he's teaming up with Batman in Brave and Bold 198. Right. Cover date, May 1983, on sale in February. Uh, written by former letter writer Mike W. Barr. Yeah. Introducing Chuck Patton. Oh, wow. And inker Rick Hoberg. Wow. So, uh, karate. I mean, the Brave and Bold series at this point has one more Batman team up to go. Yeah. Before he stops teaming up with people and starts teaming up with a group of people.
0: I- I- exactly. Yeah. And 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 now Barr, I think, was the uh, he'd been the writer on you know at that point on Brave and the Bold for a little while, and uh, right. And and you know he kind of finished the series out, and uh, and then of course started writing. Uh, uh, Batman and the Outsiders. But um it's it's an interesting thing that again, you know, an interesting team up for them to have toward the end of that run because they had seemed for a little while to be kind of moving away from the more fantastical team-ups. Um and then they would go with, you know, team ah that's team Batman up with the guy the kid from the 30th century and then next time with himself from another earth. Um. Right. <laughs> so it
1: um, uh, this one is um, uh, let's see Batman and Karate Kid teaming up Um, and with the art by Chuck Patton and Rick Hoberg it's a very jarring change from the art team that we just saw with Commandy, with the um, Dick Ayers and Danny Bionetti or Juan Ortiz or Rick Estrada Um, but you know that's what you get for being karate kid yeah
0: indeed that's what happens so
1: so the uh, gotham city police department is on a stakeout of a suspected terrorist gang um called the black hearts and they kill some cops before batman arrives some of them escape and the leader remembers a woman named katie who betrayed him and betrayed the group Uh, i don't recall if this group had been seen before in Brave and Bold, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so they decide that they need help going after Katie. Uh, meanwhile, in New York, Karate Kid arrives via time bubble, finds the ap- apartment of his former landlady, Mrs. Geikman. He's looking for Iris. But she tells him that Iris moved to Gotham not longer not long after he left. Oh. Uh Batman, I mean that's what a coincidence. Uh yes. Batman watches over the building um where Katie is holed out in, but Pulsar blasts his way in. Uh Katie has apparently been captured at some point. Uh Pulsar Pulsar, remember him from the Karate Kid series? Yes. Blasts his way in. Uh, Batman rescues her, but she escapes while Batman fights Pulsar. Uh, While they fight, Katie kills a bystander to get his car. But wounded during the battle and during the blast, she crashes the car. Amazing coincidence, it's in front of Iris Jacobs' apartment.
0: What luck.
1: And Iris unknowingly lets her in. Because rather than call an ambulance, let's bring this woman who was just in a car accident into my apartment. So while while Katie is off in the shower, uh, Val shows up in the apartment building, um, and he's sneezing. He says he's got a cold. He wants to tell Iris something, but with the uh, help of a convenient TV, he sees news footage of Pulsar and leaves to go get him. Uh <laughs> Val goes to the building that Pulsar attacked and he meets up with Batman, but instead of the two of them fighting, um, Batman's like, oh, yeah, hey, Jim, Gordon, he's a friend. So <laughs> Batman had met the Legion twice before this issue. Right. Uh, once during the JLA-JSA team up, and he met different leg- Legionnaires in Ravenbold 179. So apparently, at some point, they told Batman about Karate Kid to the point where Batman recognizes Karate Kid, right? And says and tells Gordon, "Yeah, he's with me." Wow. So the cops find the dead motorist, the guy that Katie killed, and there's a shred of cloth on the murder weapon. Hmm. Um, the black the Black Hearts, the bad guys, overhear radio chatter about the car crash. While Batman notices that the handkerchief Val is using when he sneezes matches the shred of cloth on the murder weapon. Since he got the handkerchief at Iris' apartment, now he and Batman are going there, mm. and the Black Hearts are going there, and so pretty much everybody is going there. Wow. The bad guys in Pulsar arrive simultaneously with Batman and Karate Kid, and yada yada, it's Batman versus terrorists. We know how that works out.
0: Yes. And Karate
1: Kid, Karate Kid versus Pulsar, who tells Val that when he went to prison after issue nine, the mob bosses that he used to work for killed his wife and kids. Oh, and damn, that's so, dark. <laughs> that's dark. Yeah. yeah. And so all the decent feelings he had were gone. So he says, OK, screw it. I'm going to go back to being an assassin. So when the Black Hearts asked him to join them, he did. Uh, Val uses his belt to grab Pulsar's blasting staff, um, but the Blackheart's leader decides to take out the two of them by blowing up Pulsar's atomic heart via remote control. Because, remember, he's got an atomic bomb. Yes, that's right. Um, Spoiler alert, Karate Kid survives
0: unscathed. (laughs) For now.
1: (laughs) For now. Uh, he, He avoids an atomic blast. Um, Batman gets the last of the terrorists while Iris captures Katie. As the cops take the bad guys away, Iris talks to Val and says, when you left me, I hated you for a long time, but now that you're back, it'll be just like it was. And he says, uh, well, no, it won't Iris. I didn't come back to 1983 to live here, but to invite you to my wedding to Jackie. Remember?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: <laughs> that's not awkward or anything. Oh
0: my god! I'm gonna—I <laughs> just love the idea that that yeah, you know that was that was a, a bad scene between the two of them, and and I'm gonna travel back in time to bring her out to this. Wow!
1: And she says, "Your wedding, Val. How could you? Do you think I could stand to see you married to someone else after the way I cared for you, the way I care for you?" Iris, I didn't think, no. No, you didn't didn't think think at all. (laughs) You didn't think about the way you hurt me, used me. I think you better leave. Batman consoles her as he leaves. uh, And Batman tells Iris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Can we just dig through that phrase? Batman consoles her.
1: Yes. Batman consoles her. Batman's got her. Batman, you know, hugs her and says, you know, okay, it'll be all right. Um, this is the last thing you want to hear now, Miss, but you'll get over this. I sob, suppose, but right now my heart's about to break.
0: <laughs> oh, and that's
1: how the story ends. Wow. So I, I don't quite get the part where she says, um, you know, how she thinks he felt about her and what he did to her and for her. Like, when did he hurt her? Or use her. Um, but I think it's more that the writer probably just didn't write her very well.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: So this issue um, wraps up the last remaining plot threads of the Karate Kid series. Wow. Um, we kill off Pulsar. And we never see Iris Jacobs again. Uh This was published the same month as Legion 299. Wow. And it takes place between his appearance, between Karate Kid's appearances in 296 and 300. Um, He married Princess Projectra in Legion Annual 2, which took place in between issues 303 and 304. So basically this came out about... um, about four months before the um, the actual wedding.
0: Wow, it, that's interesting because I you know, I guess that. Well, I guess they had kind of talked. They they'd kind of talked up that it was actually going to be happening um, in the in the Legion book, but because it, 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 I don't know, it always felt to me like it was sort of the the hey, we're getting married, okay, let's do this. But but yeah, I guess it was sort of. Uh, um, uh, a slower burn leading up to it.
1: And so, uh, so yeah, Karate Kid goes back uh, to invite... She's not even an ex-girlfriend. She was just a friend. Yeah. Um, huh. But Iris didn't take it well, and, you know, we never saw her again. Actually, I take that back. We did see her one more time, but only as an entry in Who's Who in the oh, Legion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it didn't say anything more about what happened to her.
0: Very interesting.
1: So that is the Karate Kid series in two nutshells. Wow. We covered fifteen issues of Karate Kid, uh, one, two, three issues of Commandy, and one issue of Raven Bold over the course of two episodes. Awesome which is likely to be a record that will never be broken
0: in not on uh, this show
1: in this, <laughs> in this in this podcast
0: <laughs> absolutely well thank you for uh, for for getting us through all that and uh and we 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 you know got to condense those uh those what 18 issues uh you know uh, down in uh in, in a much more succinct way so thank you so much for uh you're welcome for i, I did in. it so that
1: i did it so that you guys did not have to <laughs>
0: that's right that's right absolutely so there we have it. one for the team indeed indeed all right so we're gonna wrap this one up then folks and uh and i hope you've enjoyed this uh this this romp through karate kid land and um um, you know, and I, I'm, sh- I'm sure I'll get some, uh, some emails from some people saying, Hey, you don't mention Ralph Macchio at all in this episode. Well, there you go. I just did.
1: Well, but now that you mention it, if you look through the closing credits of the Karate Kid movie,
0: they, they that's uh, right.
1: They give a, a shout out to DC comics for letting them use the title Karate Kid in making the movie.
0: That's right, and it's, that's an important footnote that I'm glad we actually have in this episode now. Is you know, in looking at it as sort of a two episode document of the Karate Kid series, is that that, uh, that yes, the, you know, the, 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 there is no missing that, and and there was permission given, and uh, I, I often wonder what kind of deal was made for that.
1: Well, the only thing that we did not see in the Karate Kid series were funky china men from funky chinatown yeah chopping them up and chopping them down
0: (laughs) oh my all right. I think that is as good a place for us to finish as any. So comments, as always, are welcome. Legion of Substitute Podcasters at com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we will see you all next week. Those kicks were fast as lightning, lad. Everybody was caught.